We're broadcasting from the furthest reaches of space. Welcome to Trivia Escape Pod. I'm your host, Engineer Rachel. And I'm Ross White. It's March 17th, 2020, and we are searching for a hospitable planet. But in the meantime, we have trivia questions about parks and recreation, parts of a whole, Weird Al Yankovic, and a 90s movie subtract a letter round. We'll be asking trivia questions in four rounds to test your knowledge and occasionally your creative thinking. This week's theme song is, what's it called? The Soul Sister by <laughs> Robbero. I can feel the soul in that one. I felt a lot of soul in that as well. That is good music, but it is not the final theme song that we're going to be using. So if you have got some music and you want to send it our way, we're at TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com. Always on the lookout for a killer theme song i think is it just gonna be our thing that we never find the theme song what no <laughs> by episode 29 you know <laughs> it could still happen that we find the theme song i'm trying to get my dad to record one right now oh your dad's a musician no <laughs> <laughs> i just want him to record it oh his song is gonna be amazing then oh yeah, absolutely off the chain up there with dr spin so rachel you are above decks this week which is in direct violation of all quarantine orders on the pod we've still got julia outside in her space suit being dragged along because she's in quarantine for at least a few more weeks but what brought you upstairs well you see i was doing my social distancing as all responsible people should and i realized that I needed a friend, so I came upstairs. But you hate me. Exactly, and I also suspect I might be ill. <laughs> okay, perfect. So you figure the sooner I die off, then Julia is allowed to come back in. Uh, yeah. Okay that that makes a lot. I like more Julia sense. more than you, so. <laughs> Most everybody does. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm super used to it. Aww. Well, so we have kind of a a pattern of finding people in space. And I'm wondering now, you know, what with social distancing, should we allow other people on to our pod? You know, I think I can set up a little, uh, like little private room where they can still talk to us, but be separated. So like an isolation, like an booth. isolation booth. Exactly. Like real radio people like, have like the real the real people at NPR and stuff. Straight up. Well, I, I assume that uh, if that's something you want, that that's something you've built because you build almost everything aboard the pod. Indeed I do. What would you do without me? I have no idea, but the timing on that is excellent because guess what? <gasps> what? We have got something on radar. Oh my goodness. It looks like something else is floating through space in an escape pod performing the docking maneuver. Analyzing passenger manifest. Opening airlock. And and our guest today is the second return guest on our podcast. They are a comedian, a GM, and the host of the podcast Bike Brigade and Concept. Please welcome Dan Spencer. Hi. Hi there. Dan Spencer. Hey, folks. Good to you, see you two again. You are back. I... I'm so excited I could kiss you, except there there is a uh, there is a layer of glass between us. There is. This is different from last time. And what would Spock think? Well, uh, you know, I noticed that you have built a little hatch that Spock can go through and join Dan. And look, he's just floated in. Oh, God, I love Spock. I know you do. Now, Dan, the last time we saw you... Yes. You were part cat, part man after a weird DNA accident with Spock. 
and yet you look totally normal right now. Yes, it was the most fascinating thing. Uh, I managed to get a hold of some of Earth's media and watched what I'm pretty sure is a documentary about a bunch of other people who started slowly transforming into cats. Uh, it was really, really weird. Um, surprisingly uh, erotic and uh, just... Uh, uh, <laughs> ooh, uh, Did it, you accidentally it, watch furry media? Uh, no, the movie was just called Cats. Oh, I see. Uh... <laughs> But I think my body was just so horrified by the whole experience that it just, like, I woke up the next morning and here I was, just tip-top shape. Hmm. So turning into a cat makes you turn into tip-top shape? I think the the fear of turning into what I saw in that mm. in that documentary. Well, I've also noticed that when people leave the pod and they go back through the airlock, sometimes it functions kind of like the Star Trek transporter where it uh, it basically sort of unscrambles you or, or it scrambles you and then unscrambles you at the other end. And you can sometimes restore an old copy. So you may have just been your old DNA may have been laid back onto that kitty DNA. That's probably exactly what happened. Mm, good thing. Well, Dan, you know the rules, but uh, just for the listeners, here's how it's going to go. We're going to ask Dan some questions, and when he answers them, our intelligence scanners will give him points for each answer he gets right. The artificial intelligence aboard our escape pod seems to have a sense of humor, so in addition to correct answers, it's giving points for answers that are so wrong that they make us laugh. We'll ask all the questions for a round to give the listeners time to think about their own answers, and then we'll check in with Dan to see how he did. Dan, are you ready? I am. Round one is our general knowledge round, and each correct answer in the first round is going to get you 50 points. Question number one, which American sitcom explored the misadventures of the Bluth family? I think I know this one. If you're a fan of frozen bananas, there's no <laughs> way to miss this one. All right. Question two time. Yeah. I'll give you a list of parts and you tell me what item has all of those parts. Okay. So a stage arm objective lens. B grip blade and throat i'm sorry but grip blade and throat just sounds like a summary of the movie sling blade with billy bob thornton i'll have to go with your word on that <laughs> i figured you hadn't seen that <laughs> okay uh c meander tributary and mouth and finally d is pummel stirrup and cantle how do you spell cantle, Rach? C-A-N-T-L-E. Yeah, right on. Okay, so so what Dan is doing, you gave him that list, and then he has to say what item has all of those? Yeah, what item consists of all of those parts. Right on. Dan, here's question number three. I'll name an event. You tell me what decade it happened in. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> yes. Uh, so we're going to be looking for very specific answers. Uh, all of these happened between the 1610s and the 1690s, so you got to get it right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So tell me the decade that these events happened in. It's a four-part question. 3A, the internet was created at DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it stands for. We'll just call it the DARPA initiative. No, no lost jokes. I'm on board with it. <laughs> 3B, the Monroe Doctrine was signed. You love a little sweet, sweet Monroe Doctrine there, Dan? I mean, who doesn't love some of the Monroe Doctrine history? I went to a wax museum last week and I saw a wax statue of Monroe. I thought you were going to say you saw a wax copy of the Monroe Doctrine, and I was going to be very surprised. That would be interesting. 
It would now. also be interesting to get a wax representation of 3C, the <laughs> sinking of the Lusitania. Definitely the weirdest one was Snoop Dogg. Eh. No. Oh, I'd be Michael all about Jackson. A Snoop Dogg Michael Jackson was the weirdest one. But Well, Michael Jackson's sort of the weirdest <laughs> of any set he belongs in. Right. <laughs> 3D Dan. The Watergate scandal. What decade was that in? Watergate. Watergate. That was the one before Gamergate, I think. Right, right. Just as important. But it came after Icegate. <laughs> yes. Or Steamgate. Yeah. Or Billy Bathgate. <laughs> Terrible. Okay. So bad. Question four. Playboy founder Hugh Hefner led a 1978 campaign to restore which Los Angeles landmark? I hope you're civic mindedness from a dude who likes nudity. Hope you're up to date on your Hugh Hefner lore. I hope I'm up to date on my Los Angeles landmarks. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, question number five. I'll name a song recorded by Weird Al Yankovic. You tell me the artists he was parodying with that song and it's a four-part question 5a i love rocky road uh quick check rach what's your favorite ice cream i don't know moose tracks maybe fair enough i myself love rocky road Mm. 5b lasagna 5c like a surgeon and 5d white and nerdy didn't weird owl recently tweet that he wasn't doing a my corona cover of my sharona (laughs) it's sad that he needed to tweet that out but it was a necessity (laughs) good for him all right Question number six, last question of this round, is I'll name a set of kids and you tell me which TV show they're from. So 6A is Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. 6B is Lily, Manny, and Joe. 6C is Arnold, Kimberly, and Willis. And... 6D is Axel, Sue, and Brick. So I know I've never seen 6D, but is Brick the given name of the child? Um, I haven't seen that show in a while. I don't remember, but I think not. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, let's check in and we'll see how Dan has done in our general knowledge round. He's going to get 50 points for each correct answer. Dan, question number one. Which American sitcom explored the misadventures of the Bluth family? Uh, that would be Arrested Development. That is correct. Sorry, and that's off. worth 50 points. With a softball question. Oh, yeah. No, it's a shame they never made anything past the third season. Right, right. <laughs> really disappointing. Yeah. It's a shame that they didn't make any seasons twice, essentially, through <laughs> better editing. <laughs> okay. Number two. The list of parts... You have to tell me what items consist of those parts. 2A was stage, arm, objective lens. Is that a microscope? It is. Yeehaw. Number two was grip, blade, and throat. Sword? Not quite. That was an oar or a paddle. Oh. And to see was meander, tributary, tributary, and mouth. Uh, river? Yep. Congrats. And the last one was pummel, stirrup, and cantle. Is that a saddle? Indeed it is. You get a Dan knows the parts points? of things. 150? Yeah. Very nicely done. Dan, number three, I'll name an event. You tell me what decade it happened in. 3A. The internet was created at DARPA. Ah, see, here's the thing, is I keep going back and forth on this, and I know whichever way I go, history will rewrite itself so that I look like a moron <laughs> and get it wrong. 
Uh, I'm going to say the 1980s? Unfortunately, it was the 1960s. What? Yeah, at that point, the island had done a time jump, and so they were back in the <laughs> 1960s. Clearly. What were you jumping Ooh. between? <laughs> that doesn't matter. Let's time. move on. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong or wrong? Look, the jumpsuits were great. I don't know why you're complaining. <laughs> 3B, the Monroe Doctrine was signed. Uh, that was signed in 1823, my friend. Yeah, All it was right. the 1820s. Nicely done. 3C, the sinking of the Lusitania. Uh, is that the 1900s? Ooh, unfortunately, that is the 1910s. Dang. Very, very close. And 3D, the Watergate scandal. In the 1970s. That is correct. All right, so picked up another 100 points right there. It was a pop in century and a half. Yeah, so three and a half. Okay, <laughs> question four. Play- Did you just have to do the math on like 1820 to 1970? I, yeah, okay. I kind of said it without thinking it, and then I went back and checked. <laughs> anyway, not important. Um, <laughs> Four. Playboy founder Hugh Hefner led a 1978 campaign to restore which Los Angeles landmark? The Hollywood sign? Ding, ding, ding. Wow! <laughs> You got it. Gotta love you thought it was going to be some nasty guesses. strip club, didn't you? I, you know, I don't know. I assumed that it was going to be some obvious uh, L.A. landmark that I did not know existed. Mm. All right. Question number five. I'll name a song recorded by Weird Al Yankovic. You tell me the artists he was parodying. 5A. I love Rocky Road. Uh, Joan Jett. That is correct. 5B, lasagna. Uh, James Garfield and the Hepcats. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a band that died too early. Uh, it was Richie Valens or Los Lobos. So oh. I could have taken either of those. Uh, okay. 5C, like a surgeon. Uh, Madonna. Yes. And 5D, white and nerdy. Uh, I believe that was Chameleonaire. Yeah. That was Chameleonaire. Right on. So that would be 150 points. All right. Last question of the round. Uh, the set of kids, and you tell me which TV show they're from. A was Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup. The Powerpuff Girls. Uh-huh. 6B was Lily, Manny, and Joe. Oh, boy. Do I have nothing on this one. <laughs> it was Modern Family. Oh. Okay. Did you know 6C, Arnold, Kimberly, and Willis? <sighs> hey arnold <laughs> good guess it's a uh, different strokes and 6d was axel sue and brick this one is very clearly guns and roses and babies <laughs> i it's... would pay money for a guns and roses reality show where it was axel slash and rooms full of babies <laughs> it's actually the middle though Oh, that's what I meant Yeah, when I said I Guns, N' Roses, and Babies, you know. That was its I working know. title. Right, right. <laughs> Still a fantastic reality show, if anyone ever cares to make it. Guns, N' Roses, and Babies. That might be our episode title. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. All right, Rachel, at the end of one round, what is our artificial in? intelligence telling you that dan's score is dan has earned 600 points an insane number of points a wonderful number of points i am pleased with that number of points (laughs) oh yeah oh indeed as you should be good sir (laughs) all right dan round two this afternoon is a parks and recreation round i just want to check make sure you have seen that show uh oh uh, a show? It's an old Earth show. Okay. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I did engage in a lot of parks, uh, hopping, and recreational activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I also have seen that show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the, and we're talking about the same show, the one that where you just stare at trees mm-hmm. and bears. Yep. And occasionally mountains. That is and my favorite show of all time. The to me, I always really enjoyed whenever uh, pollen season. The the, <laughs> the pollen season was always my favorite. Can we talk about how the show was heavy on the parks and light on the wreck? Mm. 
Yeah, I wish there had been more wreck. Yeah, just like one round of kickball would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that first season, though, was kind of a wreck itself. Oh! <laughs> Sick burn. Get owned. All right. Well, here are your questions in the round. Each correct answer is worth 50 points. Question number one, Parks and Recreation almost started as a spinoff of what other show produced by Michael Schur? What can't that man do? Keep a show on after, say, nine seasons? Well, do you even want a show on after nine seasons? That's probably true. The quality usually... Goes in the pooper by that point. <laughs> Question two. Jerry Gergich went through a lot of name changes in the course of the show. What name was on his tombstone in the fi- finale? <laughs> That's a little grim. Yeah, I forgot that he died. <laughs> Everyone dies, Rachel. Everyone okay, dies. Well, I thought he forgot he died in the context of the show. Wasn't that show like six feet under and they just sort of fast forward ahead and showed you when everyone died? Uh, I don't remember that part. No, okay, so that was just six feet under. Okay. <laughs> question number three. Dan, tell me which actor I'm talking about. And it's a three-part question. 3A, in addition to acting, this guy is also a professional boat builder and has a side business as a wood craftsman. 3B, she used to be an NBC page and would make up facts on the tours. And 3C, this actress is not only a trained opera singer, but her aunt is the president of Liberia. Hmm. Empowerment. That's kind of an amazing fact. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I would talk I about like it all the time. I like that 3B used to make up facts on the tours. Yeah, that feels on brand. These all kind of of do, honestly. I want to be a tour guide one day just to lie to people. (laughs) You're going to be a crappy tour guide. Oh, I'm going to be an awful tour guide. But I I feel like pretty soon my side business is going to be escape pod space tours. Right. And I'm just going to bring people aboard the pod, tell them that they're going to be on the podcast, but actually not have them be on the podcast and show them fake things in space. That sounds like a lot of work. For not being a podcast episode. I think you should make a separate podcast. I am thinking no. <laughs> Take it from me. Multiple podcasts at the same time is always a good well, I'm idea. I'm just thinking if you're already showing people space, it would make sense. Why not make a podcast out of it? Dan, you're only hosting 38 podcasts now. Is that correct? Uh, well, Bike Brigade has officially ended at this point. So 37. 37. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We should go. Question four. <laughs> breakfast is a favored time for Leslie and Ron in the show. My personal favorite breakfast is just a lot of cereal. What cereal matches these slogans? So cereal questions for question four. Slogan A, snap, crackle, pop. Slogan B, follow your nose. It always knows. And That's Claritin, right? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite cereal and slogan c is kid tested mother approved dan question number five the series parks and recreation ends with a time skip to the distant future of 2017 so which 2016 major sports victory did they accidentally predict when they did their time skip forward I don't, I bold of you to assume it was an accident. Oh, you think they had inside knowledge? Absolutely. Ah, uh, well, you know, that's a thing that happens. Uh, also, Dan, when the series time skipped to the past, which Dharma Initiative station did Leslie Nope build? <laughs> I'm sorry, DARPA Initiative. I'm sorry, I had that wrong. <laughs> it was DARPA Initiative. <laughs> Get your internet history right. Okay. You know what makes me a little worried, though, is that we might have time skipped. Ah, I time skip all the time. It's no big deal. No, that's called passing out, right? <laughs> After a night on the town. Question How do you five. get nights on the town in this uh, oh, space? Oh, stimulated town, obviously. 
Okay. Yeah, we have reconstituted PBR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're we're able to surround ourselves with hollow screens, Dan, and they can simulate almost any location, which we often use to simulate a living room in Durham, North Carolina. Um, As many of our listeners have probably figured out, we actually do not experience day or night, given that we're always moving past some sun or other. It's always light out. Right. That makes so much sense. Yeah. That's why we're all crazy. And I don't really experience day or night. I'm basically awake for about 18 hours a week. I go back in my stasis bed. Rachel wakes me up and is like, you're doing another podcast. You have a few hours to prepare. That's it. That's all I get. That's all you need. Yeah. She spends the remainder of those hours giving me electric shocks with a cattle prod. I do nothing of the sort. Question number six. (laughs) National parks are nicknamed as America's best idea. Which national park, A, is the most visited, according to the Nat Geo? B, which national park is revered as the birthplace of rock climbing as a sport? And C, which is home to the old faithful geyser? Rich, I want to back it up, because for A, you said uh, which uh, national park is the most visited according to the Nat Geo. The National are you, like, Geographic. Are you homies with National Geographic magazine? And oh, like, oh no, yeah. No, I just call them the Nat Geo. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> you have no idea how often they consult me. How often do they consult you? You have no idea. No, I understand. I'm trying to get more information. It's and a trivia podcast. You never we will. give information around here. No. I'm just choosing to be obstinate. <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> you you know, me. if you don't tell us how often they consult with you, the internet will go wild with rumors. Good. I'm trying to They'll create like, more mystery around my brand. I think they know too much about me. I feel like this is just manufactured drama. <laughs> every show needs it. Why Why <laughs> do you think you lie true. about me pranking you every week? I, that is no lie. It's a lie, dear listener. That is no lie. Look, you're the one who brought coronavirus aboard our pod, gave it to Julia, and then sent her on a quarantine spacewalk where she's currently being dragged along behind the pod at several light years per hour. Which is also really increasing the will they, won't they between you two that so many people have been talking about. It's been all the buzz on the is boards. the will they, won't they hear, will they administer electric shocks to each other or won't they yeah just it's i mean administer electric shocks murder in their sleep that sort of thing okay okay that makes sense that's fair yeah i don't like this whole murder in their sleep because she sleeps below deck and has a sealed bulkhead and i sleep six days a week in a stasis bed that's covered by a light plastic sheet ross Mm -hmm. if you were important enough for me to kill i would have done it already that's a good note good note Okay, Dan, question number one in our Parks and Recreation round. Parks and Rec almost started as a spinoff of what other show produced by Michael Schur? Uh The Office. Yeah, that was a softball and a half. That's the recreation of softball. <laughs> 50 points. Okay, question number two. Jerry Gergage went through a lot of name changes. What was on his tombstone in the finale? Uh, Gary Gergich. Indeed. That's another 50 points. Question number three. Tell me which actor I'm talking about. 3A, in addition to acting, this guy is also a professional boat builder and has a side business as a wood craftsman. Nick Offerman. Yeah, that is correct. He also has a side business as a professional beard. (laughs) 3B. I don't think you know what that means. (laughs) Oh, no, I do. I do. Okay, cool. Raises some questions about Megan Mullally. Yeah. 3B. She used to be on an NBC. I'm sorry. She used to be an NBC page and would make up facts on the tours. That sounds like Aubrey Plaza. That does, doesn't it? It's what a woman. 3C. This actress is not only a trained opera singer, but her aunt is the president of Liberia. Is that Retta? That is Mm -hmm. Retta. Yeah. I see you have a last name for her here. On our you know what answer sheet the ai wrote that question and i had so it does say retta sirleaf i thought you just but i've retta. never seen her credited as anything other than retta she doesn't need it yeah i think That's she's true. just retta and that the ai might have gotten that one wrong listen 
She needs only one name because she reigns supreme over all of us. Precisely. Wow. Okay. Breakfast. <laughs> a favorite cereal time. <laughs> you know what's weird is, uh, Dan, she will often transition mid-conversation that way. Like, you can be talking about anything and midway through she's just like, breakfast. <laughs> it's a great great cop out if you're not liking the way the conversation is going well given that we don't ever experience morning or night since it's we're always passing a different sun you know i guess you never I've, know I, it's time for you breakfast. all have had your fill of cornflakes <sighs> okay what, is, what does that mean didn't, that we've didn't had our the, fill didn't the cad get filled with cornflakes once Oh, the below decks got filled with cornflakes yeah. once. I forgot about that. That was like episode three or four. That was very in- impactful for me. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess you were up to your neck in in cornflakes. Ah, okay. Well, back to the question: <laughs> Which cereal matches these slogans? A was Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Uh, Rice Krispies. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, we also would have accepted Human Bone cereal. What? What's wrong with you? What? That's oh. disturbing. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I've been watching all those Ted Bundy things on Netflix. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Uh, B was follow your nose. It always knows. Uh, that's Fruit Loops. Indeed, it is. I didn't know that one. So Toucan Sam has a nose? Yeah. yeah instead got, of a beak? He's got nostrils. The, he's got nostrils on his beak, Ross. So he has a nose. He's using universal language. He's using universal language for our benefit, Ross. His beak functions as his mouth and his nose. Indeed. Multifaceted. But why doesn't he say follow your beak it always knows? Because humans don't have beaks most of the time. He's advertising to us. So he's aware that he is marketing to humans? Oh, I think so. He's saying that to to humans who are trying to find the Fruit Loops. Just follow your nose. He gets paid, I think. Do they pay him? Was that Spock in the background? No. No. I don't think so. He's still in Dan's isolation booth. Yeah, that was definitely on my side. That ah, was gotcha. So. Oh, kid tested, mother approved. Our last slogan. Uh, kicks. Yeah. Oh. Not only a great cereal, but also a bad Baltimore heavy metal band back in the day. <laughs> Good to know. I can safely say I never listened. Oh, you didn't miss anything. <laughs> you didn't miss a thing. Apparently you listened, Ross. I listened to all the heavy metal back in the day. Wow. Yeah, I was I was a little metal kid. I had the little metal hair. This is back when I had, a, you know, real hair. Yeah. Well, now you have an earring, so that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, well, that's when I got it, when I was a little metal kid. Right. But yeah, I got beat up for that, let me tell you. <laughs> Number five, Dan. The series Parks and Recreation ends with a time skip to the distant future of 2017. Which 2016 major sports victory did they accidentally predict? The Chicago Cubs World Series win. That is correct. Go Cubbies, I guess. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Nash- that was the most half-hearted cheer <laughs> I was raised as a Red Sox fan I just I like the Cubs because I like Bears that's all yeah anyway question number six. Oh, this is why you're like oh the Nat Geo I like Bears <laughs> I hang out with the Nat Geo I freelance for them Who an unspecified number of times <laughs> writing about Bears, bears? <laughs> I love bears. Okay, question number six. National parks, nicknamed as America's best idea. Which national park is A, the most visited, according to my friends, close and personal, at the Nat Geo? Uh, is that the the Smokies? Indeed it is. And question 6B. Which park is revered as the birthplace of rock climbing? The Grand Canyon? Nope, that would be Yosemite. Uh, Or Yosemite. Yosemite. Uh, 6C, which national park is the home to Old Faithful? Oh, see, I thought this was Yosemite. Mm, And I've realized my errors. (laughs) 
It's okay. Come up with something quick. Uh, uh, um, the park up Ross's butt. Yeah. Oh, sick burn. <laughs> Wait, actually... really? Is there a national park up my butt now, Rachel? Well, where is Yellowstone? Is that this week's prank? <laughs> Yellowstone. All right. Well, at the end of two rounds, Rachel, what is the AI telling you that Dan's score is? The AI is still computing because sometimes he gets distracted. Uh, hold on. It happens that way. But, you know, I, I noticed that you've been using a lot of the AI's computing power. You've been tapping something into our our sequencer over there. Well, let's go ahead and tell Dan a score. Well, uh, if you really must know, he got about uh, 500 points that round for a total of 1,100. Nice. Yeah. Very nice You're indeed. shooting us All out right. into space. Huh. Um, Rach, why, what is it in the canister that you're holding right now? It's just tomato soup. Then why are you putting it into the slot into Dan's isolation booth and aerosolizing? I think he deserves some tomato soup. It's okay. All right. Do you like tomato soup, Dan? I do. Um, not to not to like try and and take advantage of hospitality, but you got any grilled <laughs> cheese to go with this? Okay, now you're asking for too much. Okay, all right. I thought I might be. I just, I just, I figured I had to ask. Otherwise, I don't know if I could live with myself if I didn't ask. Mm, okay. okay. Rach, why the AI now flashing up bear DNA? <laughs> Did you aerosolize bear DNA, disguise it as tomato soup, and give it to Dan? Did you put bear DNA in my tomato soup recipe? Well, how the hell would I know how to do that? I'm not friends with Nat Geo. That Geo doesn't know about tomato soup. <laughs> but they do know about bears. <laughs> Just bears. Well, I, I'm i a little bit dubious about what is happening here as Dan mm. breathes deeply into that tomato soup flavored bear DNA. Yeah. Trust me, Trust me it's worth it. Uh, I mean, it's I, th mm, I was excited to have a smell of it. Because, you know, tomato soup just always smells like home. Uh, but then it did not smell like tomato soup. And I am I am unsure of what is about to happen. I don't think I like it. Maybe we'll figure it out after a short break. Escape Pod. If you like the show, help us out by leaving a review or telling a friend to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or on our website at triviaescapepod.com. And, you know, if you leave us a review, that really matters. We're a tiny little podcast, and your opinion matters. Also, that'll help us shoot up in the rankings so that we can be on the charts in countries other than Peru. So give us a shout, please, please, please. Exciting stuff. That's been happening in the pod since our break. Mm, 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 mm. You all right in there, Dan? Yeah, I'm, um, um, yeah, just feeling a little, uh, mm. um, just feeling a little weird, I guess. You look great. Thanks. I feel a lot warmer than I did. Mm. Um, I think it's because I've got just so much more hair. <laughs> did you grow a lot of hair during our break? I did. Do you not see this? 
yeah, that's what well, I think looks great. It. I mean, it's it's odd. I won't lie. It's a uh, little weird. Oh, oh, wait. He's unbuttoning his shirt. That is a lot of hair, right? Oh my goodness! I'm just gonna take the shirt off because it's. I'm very warm. It's but a, it's well, like whoa, you can see anything. Rip it off! Wow, talk yeah. about back hair, man. Yeah. Well, they've got a bad. All of your clothes now. Yeah. All of them. All of them. I'm sorry. I know it's kind of weird. There, there's just glass, so it's not like there's anything hidden, but. I just, I have to be comfortable. I think this happened last time you were here, man. <laughs> I don't know why this is a thing that I do, but apparently it's a thing that I do. <laughs> well, to take your mind off of it, Dan, maybe we ought to move into round three. And Real today... quick, do you have any fish? <laughs> uh, I've got some trout. Some tuna. Trout would be amazing. Oh my God, I would kill for some trout. Uh, well, please don't, but I'll be right back. Thanks. All right. So while she is getting you some trout, Dan, we're going to give you a 90s movies subtract a letter round. And here's how this is going to work. Our AI has written the plots of 10 brand new films, but they're all basically derivative of 90s movies. The way that the AI has arrived at these new plots is by taking a 90s movie, subtracting one letter from the title, then writing a new plot based on its new title will give you the plot. You have to tell us the name of the title, which is a 90s movie, minus one letter. Here's a sample for you. Let's see if you can figure this one out. A child psychologist talks to a young boy who can see and talk to evil Jedi only to discover at the end of the movie that he himself is an evil Jedi. The Sith Sense. That is the Sith <laughs> Sense. Yeah. I'm back. All right. Carrying Good, trout. Yeah. Re- that Re- is a why lot is, of trout. Why is the trout in a canister? Because it's a space. Everything's a canister and pouches. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold my mouth by this slot if you wanna just just shove it right in. And there it goes. And oh she aerosolized it. <sighs> It's it's better in aerosol, I promise. I mean, I guess it's I feel like I had a lot of urge to really like munch down on some trout like. Mm. I didn't get that that. Feeling of actually like physically eating a fish that I was really looking forward to, but, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine and nothing else weird will happen. Nope. I can't imagine. Not at all. Well, just in case something weird does happen, maybe let's go ahead and give you all 10 of the plots from our 90s movie Subtract a Letter Round. So here is the plot to movie number one. Each correct answer is going to be worth 50 points in this round, Dan. Number one, after a young man is murdered, his spirit stays behind to act as a parasite inside his lover with the help of a reluctant psychic. Question two. A man gets a chance to meet up with his dream girl from high school, even though his date with her back then was a complete disaster that took the entire fifth month of the year. I kind of like that his date was so bad (laughs) that it took an entire month. It just, it had to take time being bad. I suppose. Dan, you're kind of shimmering. I'm I'm feeling it's weirdly like hardish to breathe. Oh no. And I'm really thirsty. Oh no. Well, we'll uh we'll get you a Pepsi or something. Okay. Number 3, a police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors poverty on earth Hmm. number four an eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally covered in healing lotion during christmas 
Oh, it's good that we have a Christmas movie. Yeah, we need one on the pod. It's you know, it's March seventeenth. It's Saint so Patty's it's Day, so time. we needed a holiday movie. Maybe not the right holiday, but oh well. Should have done Number the Disney five. Oh, go ahead, Rachel. I said you should have done the Disney Channel original Luck of the Irish. Oh, that would have been better. Yeah. Number five. Woody Friedman becomes jealous of Buzz Lightyearstein when Buzz supplants him at a child's bar mitzvah. Oh my goodness. All right. Where does the AI get some of these ideas? <laughs> I don't know. Uh Question six. A former Secret Service agent takes on the job of protecting uh, an R&B singer who is a seven-year-old male. Yeah, well, you know. Kids need protecting, too. Oh, yeah. Dan, I've got a, I've got this Pepsi for you. It's in a canister. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it through there. Th- thank you. Wait, Rach, what? (sighs) He got like two sips and then you aerosolized it. It tastes better aerosol, I'm telling you. Great. It's, you know, I think it's going to be fine. And number seven. James Bond is tasked with keeping Kim Kardashian's husband from taking over the world with a secret space-based weapon in this film and popular video game. And question eight. Jack and Rose do it in a car, even though they're on a ship, and he accidentally cuts her breasts while he's shaving. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this question. What would the physics on that be? He's shaving and he cuts her breast? He's shaving his face and he goes down, but she's standing right in front of him. That ship is randy. I don't know, man. Number nine. (laughs) A young police officer must prevent a bomb from exploding aboard a city bus by keeping it above 50 miles per hour while he urinates from the window. Question 10. Two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses the deadly sins as motives and streams all its crimes on video. All right. So that's the end of our 90s movie round. Dan, what is going on in there? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, this is really weird. I'm feeling... A little a t- tinny, if that's right. Does that make sense? It no. does. I I won't lie to you. You look very strange. A few minutes ago, you were hairy. Then you were sort of shiny. You now appear to be half man, half bear, half trout, half Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm the worst kind of chimera that has ever existed. (laughs) I think you look great. Well, thank you. Thank you. I would hope that you would be happy with your monstrous creation. Don't call yourself that. Wait a sec. Rach, you said a little bit earlier, before we started recording, that you were building a labyrinth below decks. Did I say labyrinth? Did I say you that? said you said you were creating a great maze in the in the bottom part of our escape pod, which doesn't seem very large. Certainly Hold not up. large enough for a great labyrinth. Am I going to be a labyrinthine monster? Is that the plan? I'm going to be thrown into a labyrinth and be a monster to devour those who don't do well enough on your trivia games. Uh, that's not what we do with them. Because if that was your plan all along, I'd have been down for it if you just told me up front. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Awesome. You know what else would be a lot of fun would be getting answers to these bad boys. 
Sorry, so, long non-sequitur. No, it's, it's all good. Here's number one. After a young man is murdered, his spirit stays behind to act as a parasite inside his lover with the help of a reluctant psychic. Host. Yeah, that is correct. All right. It's worth 50 points. Question two. A man gets a chance to meet up with his dream girl from high school, even though his date with her back then was a complete disaster that took the entire fifth month of the year. Oh, um, May, May Jurassic May. <laughs> yep, that one. It's there's something about May. Oh, boy. Mm. Uh, I just remember from that movie that the sort of antagonist's name was Woogie. And maybe when you are in the labyrinth, Dan, we can refer to you as Woogie. You know what? I'm on board with that. (laughs) Number three. A police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors poverty on Earth. Uh, um, a confidential. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It was Men in Lack. I love the answer, though. <laughs> Question number four. An eight-year-old troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he's accidentally covered in healing lotion during Christmas. Home aloe? Yeah. That's worth 50 points. Woody Friedman becomes jealous of Buzz Lightyearstein when Buzz supplants him at a child's bar mitzvah. This is number five, Dan. Oi story? That is correct. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Oh yeah, possibly one of the worst plots that our AI has written thus far. Question number six: A former Secret Service agent takes on the job of protecting an R and B singer who is seven years who is a seven year old male. The boy guard. Yep, <laughs> fifty points. Which you know, if Kevin Costner had actually made a movie called The Boy Guard, his career would have ended a lot sooner. Number seven, James Bond is tasked with keeping Kim Kardashian's husband from taking over the world with a secret space-based weapon in this film and popular video game. Golden Yay? It is Golden Yay. Oh my god. That's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Question number eight. Jack and Rose do it in a car, even though they're on a ship, and he accidentally cuts her breasts while he's shaving. Is this Titnik? Yeah. God. I hate that. It's so Number, bad. It's so bad. Number nine. A young police officer must prevent a bomb from exploding aboard a city bus by keeping it above 50 miles per hour while he urinates from the window. Peed. <laughs> that is correct 50 points and our final question two detectives a rookie and a veteran hunt a serial killer who uses the deadly sins as his motives and streams all of his crimes on video scene yep congrats oh yeah I'm impressed because I think in that last one the AI did not drop a letter, but rather a number from the title. That's a good point. I think that should give me seven extra points. That might be arranged. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, Rach, what is the AI telling you that Dan's score is after three rounds? After three rounds, Dan has scored 400 points for... 1,400, oh, sorry, 1,507. Oh, hell yeah. And as many listeners of the show know, it only takes 1,000 points to propel us into another quadrant of space, so Dan has comfortably gotten us to that point. 
But we've still got time for one more question. Dan, in our final round, each correct answer is going to be worth 100 points rather than just 50. So you can really stack on the points, maybe walk away with the highest score ever by a chimerical monster. Yes. Yes. That is my goal. Now, in fairness, we have only had one other chimerical monster appear on the show. And that was you some episodes ago. Fair. But look, I'm not, I mean, beating my own record is still beating a record. And I will take my victories where I get them. It's personal growth. Is that is that a terrible pun, Rach? Personal growth because of what he's grown into? <laughs> Shush, no. <laughs> Are you silently mocking him now? Nope, I'm mocking him very publicly. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Dan, your final question is a top 10 question. This year, personal finance website Wallet Hub crunched the numbers on all 50 states to come up with an official ranking on the best and worst states to retire. We want you to name the top 10. So we'll give you give you a little time to think about that. And Rach, we're going to stay away from states, but um, I know you're very close to retirement. Yeah. What I'm... country do you think you're going to move to when you retire? Um. Well, currently on Earth, I don't think anyone's moving anywhere. But hmm, if I were to, definitely, hmm, definitely the least popular country. Like, I want to find a ranking of every country that people know about, and then just find the one that people have heard about the least. Yeah. So it's going to be Vanuatu. Right. What about you? Where are you moving? I, that's a, hmm, you know, I asked you, and I was not even preparing my own answer. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, so uh, Heidi and I have talked about the potential that maybe one day we would uh, retire to, like, China. Um, I would also be down with somewhere in Central America. Canada's got all that dope healthcare, but um, yeah. it might be too cold. Mm. I think when I think when you get older, you're like always wanting it warm. Yeah, that's why people move to Florida. Yeah, Florida's a foreign country, basically. That's true. Yeah, I had a so- teacher in high school who grew up in Florida. He had the weirdest stories. Oh, I think everybody who grew up in Florida does. I mean, boy, Julia's got some bizarro stories. That's true. She does. Yeah. Will Uh, Julia be, like, will we get to test out the new labyrinth uh, experiment with Julia as a lab rat, if you will? Well, once she's out of quarantine. Stellar. So, Dan, I don't know if you noticed when you flew up, uh, because she is attached just by a kind of like a tow rope, every time we slow down, she is still moving forward, so she just slams into the back of the escape pod, and then we speed up, and it sort of jerks her away, and then we slow down. Uh, and Rach has been speeding up and slowing down an awful lot recently. That is equal parts cruel and hilarious. It's a fun game. It seems it also just described Rachel's whole brand equal parts cruel and hilarious. <laughs> wow. Wow. This is very cold. Dan, do you have answers for us maybe? I've got some states that I named. All right. Uh so I think Florida is probably on that list. Indeed it is. Uh Texas? Nope. Okay. Um, Georgia? Nope. Oh, no. Uh, Tennessee? Not quite. Great. Uh, (laughs) Hawaii? Nope. Okay. And we we will note that we have done this question at our live show. The average team, now this is not individuals playing trivia, but this is teams of sometimes eight or more. The average team got two correct. Good, then I will feel less bad. Yeah, no, uh, you don't have to worry too hard on this one. About probably the swings and misses for the next ones. Uh, Indiana. No. Oh, no. Uh, Virginia. I I, want to ask, though, why do you want 
Why do you think Indiana would be a good state <laughs> to retire to? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's unpack that a little. A uh, well, I imagine that uh, property value is probably pretty good there. Okay. Um, and uh, they probably have some good tax loopholes. <laughs> I don't right? know that you're wrong. Is this really just you kind of dreaming about Mayor Pete? Back in South Bend. No. Welcoming all the retirees. Most definitely not. <laughs> all right. I cut you off. You were about to have a seventh answer. Uh, yes. And that would be Virginia. Virginia is on the list. So that's 100 points right there. Uh, and we're going to go to West Virginia. No. <laughs> no. Unfortunately, though many retirees have gotten older and lost their teeth, West Virginia is not. <laughs> A place where they should Down retire. P- Pennsylvania? Nope. You've got one more guess. Uh, Arkansas. No. Arkansas is not on the list, right. but Dan, you did get two, yes. which is about the average for a team of eight, and you did that all by your lonesome, although I guess technically right now you are four different people. I am a team of body. four quarters. <laughs> Here are the correct answers to the question this year. Personal finance website Wallet Hub crunched the numbers on all 50 states to come up with an official ranking on the best and worst states to retire. Number one was Florida. Number two was Colorado because retirees need weed. Number three, New Hampshire. Number you see, four, I always forget that New Hampshire exists. As do many people. Even the New Hampshire rights probably do sometimes. Is that what do you call someone who's? Uh, well, New Hampshire? New Hampshire is still technically a shire, so they're hobbits. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, number four was Utah. Number five was Wyoming. And it, I think you were thinking about cheap land. I don't know that you'll find cheaper than in Wyoming. Number six, Delaware. Because old people hate sales tax number seven virginia number eight wisconsin number nine idaho because you mash those potatoes and then they're easy to gum and number 10 iowa wow i am surprised by so many of those (laughs) so say we all rach after four rounds, what is Dan Spencer's final score? Dan Spencer's final score is 1,707 points. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, As always, all of our questions were provided by our AI supercomputer. So if you think it made a mistake, shoot us an email at triviaescapepod at gmail.com or give us a shout on Twitter at Trivia Escape Pod. You can let us know what's happening on Earth, which we're nowhere near, or you can give us your great idea for a round or a piece of trivia that you're dying to share. So again, that's TriviaEscapePod at gmail.com, at TriviaEscapePod on Twitter. And if you have got some rockin' new theme music, now is the time to whip it up on your little in your little home studio or on your computer or whatever it is you use to make music and send it on over. We know you're home. We know you're just noodling. Get it done. <laughs> uh, Daniel, we know you need to get back into your pod, and this is our chance to talk to you about what you have coming up. Uh, yeah, so uh, I actually have my podcast concept where we talk about narrative albums. Uh, we are currently, we've released our first, by the time this comes out, our first three episodes. Um, no, four. Our first four episodes. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find that uh, wherever finer podcasts are sold. Um, and that not is... Where the, not where trash podcasts are. You cannot find it there. Only where the finer podcasts <laughs> the are. That is correct. Podcasts. We we've we run the very vo- the very bougie podcasts. But uh, <laughs> that is just called Concept Podcast. Right now we're talking about uh, the Who's Tommy. Uh, 
and you can always just follow me on Twitter at Dantendo64, where I will talk about just all of my creative comings and goings and the several podcasts that I'm a part of. I have so enjoyed the first couple episodes of Concept, a podcast that we've been waiting for since I think October uh, is finally here. I'm so pumped because it is a freaking awesome listen. I cannot wait. I'm like so excited to get to the end of the season and see what you guys do with it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much. We we had a whole lot of fun with it. And uh, I think I think you'll really get a kick out of what we did. Rach, what have you got coming up? Do you have exciting events or are you just hanging out crocheting? Uh, mostly hanging out crocheting. Uh, you can always follow me on Goodreads at Engineer Rachel. <laughs> Ross, and anything I, for you? I suspect you'll be reading a lot more. Uh, so tonight, March 17th, we're going to try something new. Uh, I know a lot of people are not able to go out to the bars, and we normally have a live trivia show on Tuesday nights at Linda's in downtown Chapel Hill. But since we are not able to do that, we are going to take trivia online. My good friends at Meddlesome Comedy in the OK All Right Theater have set me up with their Zoom, and we're going to try online trivia in Zoom, so like video conference trivia uh just to see what happens so if you're in the mood for some live trivia follow at trivia escape pod on twitter and we will get the link out so you can join that and answer questions and the prize i guess is actually just what we'll call trivia supreme overlord for one week yeah that's a great prize uh, yeah, it's uh, you know I don't have like money to give people, right, so right. I was like, yeah, we'll just we'll give you a cool title. Amazing. We can also, if you are the winner and you're so inclined, and you have access to a spaceship, we can uh, dock with you here on Trivia Escape Pod at a later date and inject some kind of weird DNA into you. Yeah, I I can highly recommend it. It's been uh literally a life changing experience. Who doesn't want that? It is interesting, Dan, because I see what's strange is I see you. You have you are chewing on one arm. You you have one arm in your mouth. You're chewing on it. But then you're raising the other arm and sipping on that. Yeah. It's really cool to have so many options available to me. Well, we, you know what, normally we do uh, try to put our visitors back through the airlock and back onto their own pods, but we discovered last week that Lizzie Garcia lives in our duct work, and now, <laughs> Dan, we're just going to open the hatch that Spock has been coming through and drop you down into the labyrinth. Beautiful. Whoa! All right, so, <laughs> Rach, uh, this is great. Our our pod started out with the, just the three of us and our cat, and now there are five of us and a cat. I wonder how many people we can fit on this thing. It's You have, trust me, no idea. It, oh, wow. I don't, because I've never been below decks, and I've, I've actually never been on a spacewalk. I always assumed our pod only had room for three people. Yeah, you say that a lot you, on the show. Yeah, yeah you've, been, you've been building. Indeed. And, but you know, it still looks like we've used about all our oxygen this week. So let's get you back into stasis. Seriously, how can you build all these things and you can't find more oxygen? Well, I guess here I go into my. All right. Until next week. This is Trivia Skate Pod.